Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eden, and I am here with the talk of the town. I know you're going to dig this. Here's the talk of the town. Take you to the hometown Martinette in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millett and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music. Man, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. She hadn't missed a beat either. So 
So I'm like, I, I was, I was excited about playing that record. I was really excited about playing that record, and I want everybody to make sure that you tune in to um, Tuesday Morning Takeover. Coming Tuesday, I got some uh, some brand new records. I got some of your favorites from this week, so tune in. It's going to be great. I also told you guys that I was going to have those exact numbers for um, Justin Timberlake. Uh, we talked about him originally being set to do around they expected around five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake topped the Billboard charts this week with his new album, The Twenty Twenty Experience. With nine hundred and eighty thousand six hundred and twenty-two copies, you better stop playing. It is the biggest first week of his career, and it's the biggest debut of the year. And it's an R&B album. Man, that's the b- biggest debut in a long time. Period. It's the biggest one since Adele. Wow. It's it's the biggest one since Adele. So you're starting off. You're starting off the week with some R&B. Um, other urban releases, and I still consider this artist urban because she's still got that urban attitude. Pink, Pink's album, Truth About Love, uh, came in at number five. Bruno Mars, Unorthodox Jukebox, came in at uh, number three with 41,000 sold. Um, Rihanna came in at number nine with 27,000 sold on Unapologetic. Um, and that, that's rounding out our urban releases. But I, I'm just... The one thing, and I know some people are like, well, you know, Justin Timberlake's pop artist. Let me say this. Justin Timberlake could have easily gone to Justin Bieber or the, 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 the you know, the, the even the Usher route, let's be honest, you know, or, or, the, or the Neo route, or sure just any one of those routes and say, let me put out this Euro pop dance. But no, nah, he came back. He came back grown. And he, I mean, he, he did his thing, man. So I got to give a big shout out to Justin Timberlake, you know, for, for keeping his roots. On this. Um, now, this didn't, this didn't happen this week. It just happened to me this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody has had a chance to pick up or just kind of glance at the new book by Clive Davis called The Soundtrack of My Life. I actually, I, I picked up this book this week, and I picked up Tommy Mottola's book, too. Tommy Mottola's book is okay. This Clive Davis book, I'm telling you, man, he's going in. But what what type of things um, did he divulge in it? I mean, was it something that we did know or didn't know? Well, it's a few things. Uh, Well, one, I I, I will say something that he didn't know. Let me pull up my crib notes. Uh, I had to make some notes um, here about Whitney Houston. Hmm. Uh, Give me just a second. Was I... I'm just wondering, man, if it's that juicy, man, because I, I know you were on the Internet saying this is a good page turner, man. Uh, man. Yeah, man, it, it is. Well, I can tell you this one thing, and I haven't gotten to this chapter yet, but it's a lot of people that's not too happy with the chapter that he was talking about the, uh, the negotiations with Bad Boy. So it's a lot of puppy fans that's not too happy about that. that I got to wait for, when I get to that chapter, we're going to have to talk about that. Wow. But what he did say about Whitney Houston was um, Whitney Houston couldn't override gay rumors early in her career because she was having an affair with Jermaine Jackson, who was married at the time. (laughs) Now, you know, Jen know a lot about that for some reason. Remember she was telling us about that? Yeah. On the previous show? It never went public, but, you know, everybody around her knew about it. Wow. 
I was like, wow, okay, we, yeah, 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 it's it's going digital. <laughs> it's definitely going digital. So, like, I will say, you know, for for a lot of you industry heads out there, and just if you want to get, you know, some more insight, because Clyde Davis has been around for a long time. He's re- he was actually a rather intelligent guy. Came from, you know, very meager beginnings. He was a straight-A student. You know, he had a full scholarship to NYU Law and Harvard Law. And I mean, like, he, like, you know, he lost his parents when he was, like, 18. You know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it, I'm telling you, it, it's, it's a page turn. It's yeah. a page turn. Um, he talked about the whole American Idol experience. He talked about him being fired from Columbia uh, for using his expense account to fund his, uh, his son's bar mitzvah. He talked about being fired from, uh, it, 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 it's a lot, man. It's a lot. It's a great book. I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, he talked about how Michael Jackson broke into his parents' house to, you know, confront uh, Jermaine Jackson. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 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 Mike, Mike told y'all he was bad. <laughs> Mike told y'all he was bad. Oh, he man. Talked about when, oh, man, I got to check that out, man. He talked about when, when TLC came to his office to um, demand the money that they, because they were broke, and they put their security guard, their security guard outside, outside the door so nobody could, you know, enter. Tony Braxton didn't like the song Unbreak My Heart. That was her biggest hit. Wow. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. It's a lot, so I, I would, I would, I would definitely recommend going and getting this book. It's definitely. Uh, but you it, know, I'm a, I'm a frugal person, so when you get finished reading, I, I'm gonna need that. I tell you what, do you have the Kindle app? On uh, your, uh, I can get it. <laughs> get the Kindle app, and uh, when I get through reading it, I'll, uh, I'll share it with you. You know, you can share books on Kindle. Did not know so, that Kindle. We need a check. <laughs> right <laughs> Now everybody's looking at the books like Hey man I need to double take <laughs> Yeah I need I need that check Kendall We need that check Send it on in Well look if you guys are tuning in today Which you are and we're, we're glad that you are uh, Today we're talking about Ratchet and blues Now R&B has always had a level of sophistication Even the classic baby making songs Carried a classiness about them That was lacking in other genres over the last 10 years or so, R&B has seen a decline in mainstream popularity. In an effort to rebrand R&B as current and edgy, a new crop of singers have emerged, seemingly distancing themselves from traditional R&B sounds. More than the sound, the lyrics of these artists have become a lot more blatant and in some instances downright crude. But tonight on Talk of the Town, we take a look at the decline of R&B and what it means to the next era of black music. But before we do that, I have a brand new record that I want everybody to listen to. This is by Man Felt Five. I love this record. I love it. Kev hadn't even heard this record yet. Oh. I, that, that, I knew what exclusive it is. So right now what we're going to do is we're going to get into first record of the day, which is our man Felt Five and his song Catch Up featuring Elgin. You're listening to The Middleman Present, Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton. 
this beat is like riding with the roof missing on a Saturday morning on my side of the city making paint and I got a couple moves that you know I gotta make and I'm about to get some gas headed to the interstate riding with the roof missing riding with the roof yeah. riding with the roof missing on a Saturday no sometimes
You can say, oh, we did it to survive, we did it to this, we did it to that. No, stop blaming it on hip-hop and take some responsibility. You know, we grew up in the 80s and the 90s, the golden age of hip-hop and the last golden age of R&B. Stop blaming it on hip-hop. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's all I'm saying. Now, don't get me wrong, you still got those classic artists out there today, like your Jill Scott, you got your Anthony Hamilton, and even the younger cats, you know, you have some out there that are really talking about something like, I might not be the biggest fan of his voice, but Frank Ocean's writing, I can really get into because dude is a great writer. You know, you you got to uh-huh. talk to But for the most part, everybody that's trying to do this quote-unquote edgier R&D, this our progressive R and B, all this stuff, man, it, 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 it's getting crazy. True. Like that. nobody wants to hear that. When was the last time you were able to, to okay, let's look, we've all done this. You know, you got a little girl, you know, a little chick over to the house and everything. You know, you, you were younger, you were probably sneaking around. You know, right, you right, right. Get R and B for them to listen to. You know, get them in the mood, see if you can get something to happen. What you gonna put it on? Yeah, man. No. Come here. I mean, man, we used to have that tape back in the day that we all shared. I'm telling you, boy, yep. it was a killer. Yeah, it was a killer. Everybody, A side, B side, baby. B side was the murder. Right. That that's that's where you that that that. Yeah. That that was a killer right there. And if you guys want to get in on this conversation, make sure you give us a call at seven one eight five zero eight nine nine seven two. What's different about the R and B from when you grew up? To the R&B that's now. Let's look at our top R&B artists, and this is based on Billboard. <laughs> My phone fell. <laughs> top R&B artists are Trey Songz, Chris Brown, Neo, Alicia Keys, Beyonce, and Rihanna. Now, let's be honest. How many of those are actually doing R&B? Um, no. Uh, Beyonce, she she get it in every once in a while. Yeah, this last album was definitely a lot more R and B. Right. I think that pregnancy had something to do with it. You know, Emotions. it was a lot more soulful. Right, right. But in the grand scheme of it, not that much. True that. And I guess my my biggest thing about it is this is where a lot of these artists got their start. This is where their core is, and quite frankly. When they're no longer relevant, that's where they're. That's where they will go back. Huh. They're not gonna have Beyonce on American Idol every year, you know, once she's not hot anymore. Right. But I bet you she'll be at the Essence Festival. I mean, right. you know, the the funny part about it is, man, when you look at the material that they put out there, man, it's like it's acceptable for them. To, to come half-hearted with the lyrics now. You know, I mean, the lyrics, are they're not complex. Like, you know, when you think about the, the subtlety of, of some of the records you used to hear back in the day, you know, a child wouldn't know what those lyrics meant. You know, you now play it's Yeah, I get you. you. I mean, you look at, let's look at Earth, Wind, and Fire. Look at the song Reasons. It's a classic song. It's about a one-night stand. So is it's only for one night. Oh, yeah. But it's just like you said, the subtlety of it, 
the very salty of it will keep, you know, it, it, it kicks that air of, honestly, it's like, where do you start? Where, where did it start? What happened? I mean, I man, you know, I, I'm looking at Kaneva, man, he put 70s, 80s, 90s, and Neil Soul was real music. I can agree. Some of the Neil Soul artists, man, they kind of suspect, but when you think about the 70s, you think about the 80s, eh, some of the 80s, man, I think that was a confused era. In my opinion, but what it's just the Prince and early Michael Jackson, uh, and and some of the you know late '80s like the Keith Sweat and people like that. But the '90s was pretty cool. Uh, you had a different swing with it in the '90s, but the '70s and early '80s, I mean, that was some real, real serious R&B. I I don't know if you can necessarily say that. Uh... Even Michael Jackson was confused. I mean, dude, come on now. No, I'm talking about the 80s were, 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 the 80s was a confused time period, you know, to me. Because, I mean, a lot of people, man, you know, you had a lot of the uh, a lot of the guys that, that came in and started taking over records. They were not black. I'm just going to say it bluntly. Um, they, they didn't, you know, you, you got R&B artists with, with country producers, country music producers yeah. in there. You know, true that, Kaneva, man, Luther. Um, Shot Day, definite, definite, definite. I can't. I mean, I'm not saying that the '80s was just thrown off, but the sounds of the '80s when you got that that new pop, uh, uh, that bubblegumish type uh, R&B man. It was it it wasn't the traditional big vocals because like a comparison to me is Beyonce and uh, what's that girl name that uh, lost off Jennifer Hudson. Now, vocally, yeah. Jennifer is a throwback to God, man, just beautiful vocals, period. Beyonce is just like the movie she played during, you know, like the bland sound. You know, you can fit Beyonce in any era and she'll, she'll go. But I like to hear throwback artists, like like with the big voice, even, um, you know, like Aretha Franklin, uh, uh, people like that, man, you know. You look at those people, that, the, the 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 lyrics that was written for them. I mean, you know, some of the writers that that you had back in the day, man, it's crazy. Even you know, for the artists to be able to to perform at that level with that type of music, you know what I'm saying? And you look at what the artists have now, lyrically, and I mean, man, what is it to it, man? I mean, I can go in there and auto tune, and I'll be dope as the next one. Yeah, that's true. Now, okay. Going back to what you just said about Jennifer Hudson, uh, it takes me back to when they were first working on her project. And the one thing that I was hearing a lot, just, you know, just kind of back talking the business, was that they were having trouble finding material for Jennifer Hudson because her voice was so big. Mm. And it's like, how, how detached have you come from big ballads? When wow. was finding material for Whitney Houston ever a problem? When was finding material for Mariah Carey ever a problem? Uh-huh. And then you have this you have this young lady that comes along with this big, beautiful voice, which pretty much gives you almost no limits musically. True that. You don't have to you don't have to auto tune her. You know you don't have to you know stretch her to get this certain amount of note or this certain amount of note. But you're having problems finding material for her. And I can remember the first record that they put out. Um, it was called. It was a horrible record too. It was called Special. 
Uh-huh. And they feature Papoose. Look it up on the internet. It's probably on YouTube. It's Jennifer, Hudson, Jennifer Hudson's session. I'm say this is probably the dumbest record I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> the fact that they even let this leak, it was just like, are you serious? So, like, with, who's the blame for it? Is it the artist himself? Is it the label behind it? That kind of goes into that talk we were having about hip-hop. Like, who's really to blame for it, content-wise? Mm. Now, if, if you guys want to get into this conversation, please give us a call, 718-508-9972. I guess my next question, and, and leading into the second part of the discussion, would be, going back to what we were saying before, where did it start? Now, I know you said that the 80s were a confusing time, what I remember the most about the 80s, and you're right, there was a, a more of a melting pot, even on radio. You remember yeah. back in the 80s, you could hear, you know, a Phil Collins record, an Aerosmith record, and then Run DMC and Luther all in the same hour. True, man. You know, it was all in the same hour. That's what you would hear on radio. Like, we grew up listening to as many, you know, white artists or pop artists as we did black ones. Yeah, I mean, you know, not not taking anything away from any white artists, man. I mean, lyrically, they had great songs. Uh, musically, you know, the music of the, the arrangement of the records were pretty good. Um, the energy of the music was pretty good. I mean, you know, it wasn't anything. The line of a lot of the music in the '80s was, like you say, it was blurred. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it was it was a decent time, but for me, just the R&B artist period were in the mix of. Am I pop or am I truly R&B? And I think we lost that that right there, man. That's that's the part that I'm looking at, you know. Right. I can, but, I can understand that. I, you I know, know just like um, you know how you were saying as far as the 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 classiness of the the records, the sophistication of the records. You know, it, it changed over time. You know, it, it kept changing, and that's to me that's one of the evolution of that. Started going in that direction Yeah I remember um, seeing Just a couple of years ago I was on YouTube And um, I was Watching an interview from 1988 With Otis Williams of Temptation And um, and It was was 88 Because when he put out that book That they based the TV movie off of Yep So the lady was asking him when the Temptations were going to come out with some new music, and he was like, well, right now, you know, we're actively in the studio. We're looking for it right now because I'm not really impressed with what I'm hearing. He said there's a board right now with good music. I'm not really impressed with what I'm hearing on the radio. And I got to think about that. It made me look up what was, you know, on the radio in 1988. Now, you had new albums by... Uh, Billy Ocean, um, Anita Baker, right. Dr. Khan. I mean, it was some classic artists that came out. But you have to look at who the most popular artist of 1988 was in terms of urban music. It was Bobby Brown. Yeah, and he, man, he's a, he, to me, he's one of the catalysts of the raunchiness of R&B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he, he took the whole bad boy image and I mean, he ran with it. I mean, he made it work for him, you know, because, I mean, he was Jodeci before Jodeci, Drew Hill before Drew Hill. Um, like I said, the 90s had their own little thing. And Bobby, like I said, late 80s, Bobby put it in that in that perspective. And, you know, the songwriters took the key. They took that little notation and 
ran with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Uh, and looking back on it now, like, we consider that classic. We consider that classic music. I'll put it that way. Not, maybe not classy, but classic music. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I guess my biggest thing is, like, going back and listening to it now, I can kind of see where it did start to decline. And yeah. I don't want to put it all on Bobby Brown. It wasn't all Bobby Brown. No, no. Nah, nah. I mean, he, he, he switched the mode of it, you know. But who who would you say took it there? Who? I, I got to say the person that took it, Mansion. And Bobby Brown sold a lot of records. He sold, but his first album didn't sell a lot. His, that Don't Be Cool album was the one that went through the roof. But the person that I have to say did it, really did it, was R. Kelly. Yes, Lord. And R. Kelly with that, that baby Robin in the cradle music. R. Kelly did it, and it was selling so well for so long. You got to think, R. Kelly had his first five albums sold five million each. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of raunchiness. That's a lot of bump and grind. That's a lot of sex me. That's a whole lot of uh, download and the remix. But would you would you consider him to be edgy? Would you consider him truly to be edgy? Because if you look at bump and grind, the lyrics of bump and grind, and put it up against sexual healing, is it really edgy? Sexual healing versus bump and grind. Is that edgy? Yeah. Lyrically, I will put them around the same. Mm-hmm. Lyrically, I will put the, put them around the same. The thing about the thing about Marvin Gaye, like Marvin Gaye opened the door, but he never went all the way through. Right. Marvin Gaye provided he provided a blueprint for the polarized artist, someone like R. Kelly, who can do. A sex me and then turn around and do I believe I can fly. Yeah. Or Raheem Devon who can do, you know, customer but then do bulletproof. You know, he provided that out that that blueprint for them to do it. Yes, it was edgy, but the thing about it is with Marvin Gaye, he didn't really he did concept albums. So you know, on one album it might be what's going on, the next album it might be let's get it on. But the you know that that, that was that was the creativity of the people that Marvin was working with. We know R. Kelly had people helping him write also. But the the if you look at the 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 whole catalyst of of sex and the music and the the ratchetness of it, you know, we you know people back in the day was looking at sexual head and like, oh my God, did he just say that? But yet it's still, it was it was it classic? Was it classic? You know, like done classy, or was it like? You know, I mean, if you go beyond R. Kelly and look at some of the stuff you hear now with even, uh, 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 you know, um, what's the girl named Kelly Rowland? You know, I, I, li- I like my kisses down low. You know what I'm saying? That's three generations of artists right there that we can look at the, 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 the timeline and see if you go from Marvin Gaye, from sexual healing and the subtlety of it, subtleness of it, and then you go to um, R. Kelly to... Bump and grind and twelve play and all that right there. Still subtle, but he had his raunchiness to it. Uh, and then you come R. to Kelly, Kelly Rowland, bam! Subtle. I want you to kiss it down low and look R. at Trey Song and look R. at everybody else. What, what's, 
you know, what, what's your thought process with that? R. Kelly said, you remind me of my Jeep, I want to ride it. Like, it, it's something like my favorite sound, I want to pump it. Like, that, that, that's devil. He was not subtle in the least bit. <laughs> you got your tig bitties in the air. He was not subtle in the least bit. He, he he wasn't subtle in the least bit. And the thing about it is because he went so long, he did it for so long, mm-hmm. so consistently, almost every, the majority of his records were about sex. You, got, you get what I'm saying? It wasn't until later on in his career and then after he started having legal trouble that he really started expanding. Because he gives you that, I believe I can fly every now and then. But you have five ignitions in the process. You get what I'm saying? Right. You know, but, but you know, I mean, problems. it was a give and take, though, Nick. It was a give and take. I understand that. But uh, Kaneva, man, just put us on to make me think about something, too, man. Vanity Six. <laughs> hey, man, Prince wasn't playing back in the day. You know, Prince wasn't playing. That I was mean, what, what is, what, like, we, we, can, we can look at the music now and call it ratchet. We can call it raunchy. But we had those back in the day. What what is the comparison to these guys, man? What is the comparison to the writing? It, you know, we can look at the whole balance aspect, and we can look at the, you know, they had this record or that record. But I mean, when you think about just the overall, I mean, I'm going straight to it. You know, I'm going. My lyrics are going to be just boom. That's it. Because in the '80s, you know, when you think about uh, what's the name of that song, Tonight and in a Fantasy, the Nasty Girl record. Mm-hmm. You think about the Nasty Girl record. That was, man, it was almost like listening to porn on the radio. Well, the thing about it is, and this is kind of going back to something that Charlie said last week when we were having the um, the hip-hop discussion. There was a balance. And then, quite frankly, vocally, the talent was a lot better. So it's like, not only are you not going to try vocally, you're not going to try lyrically, and I'm supposed to take this as the R&B of the day? Because let's be honest. Let's, let, let's be honest. And this is not a diss to Trey Songs in any way, but let's be honest. If Trey Songs would have come out in 1992, do you think he would have had a chance of competing along the likes of Boys and Men, Jodeci? Still, because Silk was, was a little raunchy, too. Would that freak me, baby? Um, I mean, lyrically, no, I, I wouldn't say. No, lyrically, no. But um, at that time, um, he would be in the lane with R. Kelly. He would be in the lane of a uh, uh, Keith Sweat, almost. Almost. Almost, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he would fit. Because, I mean, when you think about the, the, the content of the music and, you know, what what Trey Song brings to the record, I mean, vocally, we know he sucks. You know what I'm saying? But when you think about the content, the lyrics of the music, you know what I'm saying, and, and compare it and contrast it and everything else, because remember, we, we even talked about Rick James, Freaky Girl. He can, I mean, a lot of the songs that we have now will be played in different money. eras. Yeah, I think it's just a little bit, and I, I get it. I get what you're saying. Uh, all right, let's look at this. Let's look at the lyrics of this one song. Um, okay. Trey songs here called Scratch Me Up. Love the way I eat. I love the way it be. We a couple of freaks rocking to the rhythm and rhythm of the beat. 
Your body on my body. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> back, wow. back, back. Smack, smack, smack. When I act like that. I mean, dude. Yeah, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't work, man. Hey, uh, shout out Keneva, man. <laughs> hey, he said the music changed, not the sex. I told him, sex should never change. It's always yeah, stay I- the same. This is the thing. You're going to always have baby makers. You're going to always have baby makers. And this is the thing about it. I'm, when we talk about Ratchet and Blue, we're not just talking about, you know, just the sex song. And if you guys, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Ratchet and Blue tonight. Right. Uh, and we're talking about how the lyricism of R&B has declined over the years. So if you, I'm, I'm talking about going from... When I say ration blues, it's not just about sex. Right, I'm talking right, about right. going from let me hold you tight if only for one night. True that. Keep you near to keep you safe and clear. It'll be so right if only for one night. To shawty is a ten, a ten. 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 Oh, that's horrible. That is horrible. I mean, that's what I mean. In the in the pure lyrics of it, like you have to think about, let's let's take the eighties. Who okay. were the most notable songwriters of the eighties? Um, the, Terry and Jam Lewis. Uh, them. What's the name? Uh, Terry Jam and uh, Terry Terry Lewis and Terry Riley and Jimmy Jam. A Lewis. man put that up there a minute ago. And Babyface. Terry Riley, Babyface, L.A. Reid. You know. Diane Warren. Oh, yeah. You know, and now, let's name your top songwriters of uh, today. Neo and Dream. Mm-hmm. And Bruno Mars. And I like Bruno. I like what he brings to the table. It's something a little different. But he's like, okay, and even in the 80s, you used to have Lionel Richie. Phenomenal songwriter. Oh, yeah. But who do you have now? Neo and the Dream. And Neo is a great songwriter, don't get me wrong. And even the Dream, I like some of his material. Like, I love that, the Love on Top record he did, you know what I'm saying? Love it. Yeah. But, Charlie is a 10. A 10. Charlie is a 10. Charlie is a 10. <laughs> a 10. In her falsetto. Ooh, 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 ooh. Baby. Baby. <laughs> you know the sad part about it, man. I, I'm be honest with you, man. If you if you had to take records, you know, if you had to take any records and you wanted to have a good relaxing night with your female, you gonna either go back to the early '90s, or you gonna put on some Marvin Gaye, you gonna put on some Teddy Pendergrass, you gonna put on some uh, uh, Luther Vandross, or you gonna put on uh, Barry White. But I don't like, like, Kaneva Man asked a great question. Are they even making slow jam records anymore? Are they making records on that level anymore? It, you know what? I feel there are some slow records, but the, the problem is they're not getting played on radio. They're album cuts now. They're purely album cuts. Because, and this goes into a bigger problem within the music business, because you have so many syndicated playlists in radio now, you don't have that. You don't have that story. Like I'm sorry to say this, but this generation of artists will never have that story, that breakout story of 
you know, the, the record was sitting there dead, and then one DJ in D.C. took a chance and played it, and then it became number one there, and it became number one here and there. You're not going to have that anymore. Right. You're just not going to. The last real story I can think about that was when Noel Gordine had the river. Oh, yeah. Steve Harvey heard it. And Steve Harvey is just a different beat. He's not your average DJ. Steve Harvey has an enormous amount of influence over the radio industry. And he literally took that song from Satellite Radio. He played it on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. And then along with the help of one of the best radio people in the business, Arlinda Garrett, it shot to number one on the adult R&B chart. Right. That's the last real story of an R&B hit that a DJ took the chance on it. And I mean, I stretch saying DJ when I speak of Steve Harvey because he's a he's a he's a personality. He's not a right, you know, right, DJ yeah. person. Right. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's it's more of a situation where it's like you're you're not gonna have that chance. You're gonna have that chance now where it's oh it's a popular song among people who listen to internet radio or oh it's a popular song among people who are podcasters. You'll have that now. But there are not a lot of ballads that are just being played on the radio. It's certain people that you just absolutely cannot play. Like, if Anthony Hamilton comes out with a new record, it, it, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a radio programmer that says, oh, I'm not going to play Anthony Hamilton. Because, I mean, he's just one of those artists that connects with younger people and older people. He's just he's one of those artists. He's right. To me, he's this generation's version of Al Green. Oh, yeah. You know, I'll so say a mixture of Al Green and Barry White because the boy can go. Yeah. Jill Scott is another one. It's like you're not going to not play a Jill Scott record. You have the exceptions, but those are the exceptions. They're not the norm. They're just True not that. playing ballads on that like, radio anymore. And then really, if you look at ballads, how much has the ballad changed? You rarely hear ballads anymore like, like how you used to. They're not full true ballads. Right. I think the last big, big record that was a ballad was when R. Kelly dropped um, When a Woman Loves. Yeah. And it was so far apart from whatever else was going on the radio. And it was like everybody was waiting to see what R. Kelly's new direction was going to be because, you know, he had come off that Untitled album. And it was like he sounded like somebody trying to sound like R. Kelly. Right. <laughs> so it was time for him to reinvent himself. And he's the master of reinvention. He he and Diddy are honestly the masters of reinvention. R. Kelly a little bit more because he's just a lot more creative. But right. I'm sorry. The only time in the last seven years I would say that you really heard a lot of ballads on there is, is with you listen to a song for the lyrics, it's R. Kelly. Because when Trapped in the Closet came out, he had everybody hanging on what words he was going to say next. Now, when he started talking about the midgets, and, and, and the, the pregnant white lady and all that stuff, it got a little crazy. But what I'm saying is, the first five chapters of Trapped in the Closet, you were locked in. Yeah. You were locked in. Now, the question now I have, going to transition to this last part of this, is there any hope with this new generation of artists? You have people like Miguel, who I like Miguel for what he does. Would I place him at the top of the R&B totem pole? Yes, for right now. Only because the lack of the lack of the talent pool. 
even over, I mean, even though this guy hasn't put anything out, uh, you know, since maybe, what, last year or so, but what about Usher? Usher, I think at this point, is. this is the problem with Usher. Usher doesn't make hits, he chases hits. I had a big, I had a big debate with um, with somebody on Facebook a few days ago about this, uh-huh. about who was better, Usher or or R. Kelly, who was the quote unquote king of R and B. Hands down, R. Kelly right now. The reason that I said R. Kelly is this: if you sit R. Kelly in a studio by himself for a month and tell him, "Hey, come out with an album," he's going to come out with the Chocolate Factory. True He's going to come out with 12 Play. He's going to come out with, you know, Happy People. You sit Usher in a studio by himself, he's going to come out asking, hey, when can I call Jermaine Dupree? <laughs> when can I call Rick Ross? When can I call John K. Austin? Like, that's the, to me, that's the true mark of, of a great artist and just a full all-around artist. Usher is he chases hits, and because he has a lot of pop attention on him, like let's be honest, yeah, but he it changed. Man, with, with Usher, you know he's not a traditionalist. You know R. Kelly can be a traditional type R and B guy. You know that's the only issue I have with uh, uh, Usher. You know the fact that he's not a traditional R and B guy. He try, but he's not there. Usher you know R. Kelly can, can break it. That's what Usher is. If yeah. it's singing real R&B, he's going to come out with the biggest R&B album you can think of. If it's singing, because the truth be told, the last really, really, really big R&B album was Confessions, and that was mostly Jermaine Dupree. One thing I can definitely say about Jermaine Dupree, he has a love for R&B that a lot of executives in the music business do not have. Mm-hmm. And that Confessions album was all Jermaine Dupree. Right. He stopped working with Jermaine Dupree for a while. And and this and then you get oh my god, yeah, pop Euro which was pop. fine. It was a big pop record. The album sold like one point five, but you sold ten million on a complete R and B album with confession. Usher's one of those artists that whatever the trend is at the time, that's what he's singing. R Kelly is one of those people that's like I'm going to set the trend. But my my next my question to you too, and if. If anybody would like to add into this conversation, we still we got these phone lines open. You can press number one if you're on the line, or either uh, you know you can dial seven one eight five zero eight nine nine seven two. But who are some of the up and coming artists in R and B that you would say, you know, you can label them as traditionalist, or you know, like man, they they keep in that tradition, you know. Of, I mean, they, they're true vocalists with it. Also, you know, I mean, who who are some of the artists? I mean. I know you, you keep up on that, but who who's some of the people we need to look out for? There are three that uh Only stand out three? That, yeah. Wow. There are there are three oh, you know what I take that back. There are four. There are four artists that are that they really they they do. Um one and I know her name is not very known right now, but she's very well known as a songwriter. Her name is Stacy Barth. Now, she doesn't look like a pop star anyway. She looks more like Precious than she looks like Beyonce. Oh, wow. 
She ain't that big, but I'm just saying. She in a, in a grand in a comparison. Of, she just don't get me wrong. Stacey Ross is a beautiful girl. She's just not your traditional mainstream media beauty. But she's a phenomenal, phenomenal songwriter, and she's a great vocalist. She'll put you in the mood right in between Jill Scott and Angie Stone. Uh-huh. So, Stacey Barr, Luke James. Now, he might be a little bit more familiar. He had a song called I Want You that came out last year. And when I tell you, this boy got some pipes on him. Luke James, and a lot of people are working with him, but they're like, look, he's the best male vocalist in R&B right now, and we need to put something. So, like, Def Jam is putting a lot behind him. Mm-hmm. But they're taking their time with him. Third person would be Elle Varner. Everybody would know her for her song "Refill." Um, you know that. Can I get yeah. a refill? Right. I mean, her album uh, is it's easily one of my top favorite albums of last year. And then the last one will be an artist out of Chicago, brand new. I actually played his song twice on the Tuesday morning takeover, and that's B.J. the Chicago Kid. Phenomenal writer. He, I mean, when I tell you, he did it the traditional way. He put out an album independently, and he got out and he worked that album and he built up his buzz. He's worked with Bilal. He's worked with um, Kids of the Family Soul. Right now, he's in the studio with Jill Scott writing for her new album. Like, and he just signed with Motown last year. I actually put him. I did a list on SoulTrain.com called the um, the 2013 R&B Freshman Class. He's one of the top ones on there. And like those four, in my opinion, they're going to be the next one because they blend the old with the new. Their music is edgier, but they still, they, they still, you can tell they take time with their lyrics. And I think that there's still room for that. Even in this microwave music business, I think that there's still room for someone who comes with some good lyrics. Because anybody can appreciate good lyrics. Anybody can appreciate good lyrics. I think we got a Good music, but 
you know, it's just, uh, it's pitiful. Our brothers aren't doing it. It's these other guys that's out here doing it, and they kill them, <laughs> you know. True yeah. that. I mean, you know. that's a, you know, that's an interesting comparison that you that you said about the white guys, and it, it put, puts me in the mind of what happened to blues. You know, when yeah. we, we dominated blues, and all of a sudden you had Eric Clapton, you had, you know, all these different guys come in, and they put the passion into it after we just let it go to the wayside somewhat. Because they study it. They study what it is we do. And they, when they tap into it, they get it. And it, it, it's something that is is genuine uh, when they when they tap into it. They do it well. Uh, and I was listening to something that I was very impressed by with uh, Robert Thicke. Uh-huh. He's the one that asked, well, what do you feel about Justin, you know, having your sound? It's like, look, man, you know, we 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 all grew up listening. We're white guys that grew up listening to Marvin Gaye, listening to guys that really made an impact on us. So, obviously, we're going to sound the same, you know. Yeah. We come from that same life of music, you know. We listen to the same right. genre. So, it's inevitable that we're going to make records that sound alike, you know. Um, if it was anybody else, you know, we would be having beef. You know, if it was straight yeah. songs after what do you feel about Chris Brown? Oh, he was so, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. R.B. It, 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 it was just a, a welcome uh, uh, response when I heard to, you know, respond on that comment because I guess someone that, the uh, interviewer, they're really trying to get more out of, you know, something, a, 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 a beef statement. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he laid it flat out. He's like, I love what, what Justin is doing, <laughs> you know. And it was Most like definitely. kumbaya. Most you know? definitely. You, you're listening to the Middleman Radio, Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton. Chuck, man, Chuck Charles, producer, who are you feeling right now? Wow. Who I'm feeling on the RB? I mean, I mean, Kim, I'm loving Kim, you know. Oh, oh we yeah. forgot about Kim, Nick. You know, oh, that's somebody that's, 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 that's doing it for me. You know, as far as a male vocalist, um, on the trend side of things, of course, I'm feeling Miguel, you know. Uh, I've seen what he can do uh, musically and musicianship-wise as far as picking up an instrument. He plays the guitar, so that took my re- took my respect for him to another level. Anytime someone can incorporate an instrument in their artistry, that just takes it a step up for me, you know. Uh, so I was really impressed with that. Uh, and of course, my artist that I, I manage, Mr. Ryan Kilgore, which is an urban jazz artist um, that you know is also the saxophonist for legendary Mr. Stevie Wonder. Uh, but we're you know really focusing on his project and just good music. Uh, so you know, I, that's I, what I'm Chuck. I think you need to holler at George about that. I think you need to holler at George Little John about that because I, I would love to see that project come out on purpose. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, I, I, I know George. You know, matter of fact, I turned him on to uh, the team in Asia when I was working with him. Yeah, Kendrick you turned him on to Kendrick. So, yeah, I turned him and now, you know, he's really uh, bigging up them, what they're doing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know George well. And speaking yeah. of which, matter of fact, I see a post that he posted on NDRE. Have you guys seen that new uh, album cover of her song, Cocoa Butter? Mm-mm. I haven't seen the cover, but I love that song. I love the record, too. 
check out the cover, though. I mean, I don't want to throw nobody no thought in whatever situation, but check out that record. Looking it up right now. <laughs> yeah, check it out. And tell me what you see. And I'm sure that uh, is uh, for uh, the record sale. Uh, that Uh-oh. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, check, check it out. Man, you know, you can... man. I, I mean, you know, for the for the conversation and and everything that we talked about today, man. I mean, me personally, you know, I'm an old school dude, as you probably already know, Chuck. I love '70s music. I love, you know, early '80s Prince. Is, you know, some of his stuff is definitely amazing. Uh, you know, do you see any artist that's on the come up that would personify? What R&B was from the traditional standpoint Other than the ones you just named Just a second ago We are talking to super producer Chuck and Charles On Middleman Radio Talking to Town Radio What do you what do you, you see anybody on that lane man? I'm still trying to find that person man I haven't really uh, Haven't come across that You know I'm loving a lot Of what independent artists are doing So I'm sure they're out there uh, There's another guy and once again, it's, it's, he's a white guy. That his name is Daniel Dinberg or something. He's from the UK or he, I think he's from Sweden or something. But he's like a YouTube sensation with a lot of the songs that he's doing. But a lot of the guys that I really see doing something musically that's inspiring me are the guys that's like uh, uh, independent, unknown, unsigned artists. Um, but you know, what's really sad is a lot of these guys that are finding these these artists like the Dream and these random artists out here that's doing things, that's getting exposure. L.A. Reid is signing these guys, and it's kind of ironic. Where I mean, he's a music maker, right. but yet, you know, he's signing these artists that, to me, don't have... Anywhere um, near the the, the the capability, I don't want to say capability because they're out obviously making records that people are enjoying, mm-hmm. but the quality of what him and uh, Kenny did, uh, it, it, it was incredible. And of course, you guys were speaking earlier with 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 the the, the lyric content or what you were reading. I believe that was you, Nick, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're reading the lyrics. Uh, of Shawty, uh one of the songs that Dream wrote, and in comparison to what uh, Kenny Babyface Evans in L.A. did, I mean, it, it can't compare. But my my point is, he's signing these guys, you know, and I think it's just uh, he's made his money, so he's just trying to stay fresh and on top of it. I mean, right, just trying he's trying to stay relevant. And yeah, man, he's trying to stay relevant. How you know, man? We're speaking with Chucky Charles, man. Uh, by the way, Kev, real quick, I just oh, saw the God. India I recover. I was on George's page. I just saw the cover. Yeah, I'm looking uh, out, man. We on the same lane, man. I'm yeah. looking at the cover. Why did they lighten up India Irie like three different shades? She looking man, like Beyonce right now. Yeah, yeah. So that that was that was disheartening to see that because wow. all that that those great songs that she did, brown skin, brown skin. Yeah, you got her looking like Beyonce. Yeah. The yeah. song is yeah. called Cocoa Butter. Man, I don't care how much cocoa butter you put on her. She ain't going to get that light. 
What but kind you of know the thing is, that ain't Palmer's. <laughs> right. The song is talking about the love of a guy like cocoa butter. Oh, you know, it has nothing. To, it has nothing to do with the imaging of her on that cover. You know. Wow. Um, this is so crazy, that, man. I yeah, am sad yeah. by this. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, yeah. I mean, not, like I said, not to throw no salt, nobody's come up, or whatever. But that just goes to show what you got to do to make relevant sales. And once again, the record is a nice record. I mean, I'm a fan of what she does. Yeah. Uh, I know India, and I can respect what she does musically. Uh, but somebody, somebody, somewhere in her camp, man, should have told her. You know, this is not a good look. We we we're trying to get our young women to have more pride in themselves and more respect than going more to other directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, that crazy. was just something that I, I just I, you know had uh, I observed and thought it was you know a bit different. And wow, uh, it wasn't just myself that that noticed that. You know, wow, uh, I, I, oh, man, this is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know what to say, Chuck. Yeah. Man, we do, hey, man, we appreciate you for calling in, man, giving your input in tonight, man. You Absolutely. know, anytime you want to come through, man, you want to bring your guy through, man, we would love to interview him, uh, okay. you know, and talk a little bit more about that project. That's cool. That's cool. And we'll uh, we'll definitely be in touch. And we're giving a show on the 5th of um of April, I believe uh-huh. it's at the. Um, see, I'm, I'm, I'm we're doing so many shows, I can't really think. But I, I'll hit you with that information before that time. Okay. I can have you put that information out there for me. And yeah. for the yeah. purposes, where can we find him at right now? To all our listeners out there right now, where can we go look for him right now? Well, you can go to Ryan Kilgore uh, Music uh, dot com. Or go to my Facebook page. You can go to Chucky Charles, that's C-H-U-C-K-E-Y, Charles, C-H-A-R-L-E-S. And you'll see a number of posts that I have up there as well for upcoming shows, events, things of that nature. Uh, So definitely be on the lookout. Most definitely, man. And once again, thank you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. We appreciate it, Chuck. Thank you. All right. You too, man. Take it easy. Wow, Nick. He, when he brought in that whole India Ire thing, man, that hurt me right there, Nick. Yeah, man, I can't even front. Wow, I can't even if you, front. If you're out there listening to us right now, man, go look up the cocoa butter cover of India Ire. Wow. Shouts out to Dub G, man. Always. I'm doing a looking mother. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick, man. Let, let's get this thing cracking, man. Well, this was a great show, and we appreciate everybody taking an hour and some change out of their night to come and holler at us, see what's going on with the middlemen. Um, tonight we did talk about Ratchet and Blues, and that's one of Dub G's favorite words. People shouting out Dub G. That's one of his favorite words, Ratchet. I'm going to say this much on the topic. I'm a big believer in letting each generation have their start, which is why I'll never sit there and just trash what's going on 
But I will say this. One day, and for those of us who have children, one day our children are going to look back and say, man, I sure wish that R&B was how it used to be, you know, when Trey Songz was singing. You know, wow. Think about that. I don't want to. I don't want to keep knocking on Trey Songz. I, I I don't want to keep knocking on him because it's not just him. And the one thing I can say about Trey Songz is, in the height of his popularity, I applaud him for keeping his music urban and not going that whole Euro pop way. Like I I I applaud him for that because he's definitely one of the blackest R and B stars that's out there right now. Like, <laughs> so I don't want to keep just you know talking about him, but. Right. <laughs> Music has always provided the soundtrack. It's the soundtrack of our life. I can sit there and I can tell you any boys and men, still Jodeci, Drew Hill record that was with me, that I can listen to it right now and it takes me back to, you know, a specific point in my life. And I can remember the feeling I had at that moment, what I was going through. I can remember the smells around me. I can remember the taste around me. You get what I'm saying? Right, and, right. And, and you never know. That may be the case for this younger generation. But, we got to get back to love because, one, especially for those of us who have daughters, we have to realize that this was being pumped out into this radio and how women are being disrespected on on radio right now. This is being pumped into our daughters' heads. Oh, yeah. And it's affecting how they view relationships and it's affecting how they view life in general. We have to take some more responsibility. We get on hip-hop all the time with all this content. And it's high time that we hold R&B in the same regard. So, just food for thought. We appreciate you guys checking in with us tonight. Make sure you listen to the Middleman Talk Show this coming Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. Kids don't know what we're talking about. The topic this Sunday is I have it all and I don't need you. We're talking about our successful women out here that you got it all. You don't need a man, but... You still long for one. You still long for one. This is almost like a part two to uh, our show that we did a while ago called Why Are You Single? But we're going to take it a little bit more in depth because can you be successful and happy at the same time? Hmm. Tune in Sunday, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And if you know any sisters out there that got it all, got the house, the car, the babies, and everything, don't need no man, tell her call in. We want to talk to her. Is she really happy? That's this Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern. And matter of fact, this Tuesday, for all our Cubicle Nation out there, make sure you tune in. The show. Tuesday morning takeover. There you go. 10 o'clock a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. We'll be dropping you some of the best grown and sexy, safe for work R&B out there. We got brand new records from Dondria, John Michael. We got brand new records from Cupid, Ruben Stutter, Noel Gordine. Got a lot of new records out there. Lynn Johnson. I'm just it, it's it's a lot going on. So um, make sure that you tune in. And we got a couple of brand new debuts this week. So I want you to pay special attention. We might even have a call in from one of those artists. So you know just just, just pay attention. And if you're one of those independent artists out there, R and B, R and B pop, R and B jazz, R and B soul. Go ahead and send us your content. Let's send us your clean versions. Clean versions, and I stress that again, clean, but if they're not clean, we got somebody on staff that can clean it for a minimal fee. 
at wearethemillmen at gmail.com. We'll go ahead and clean those up for you. If they're not clean as they are, we'll go ahead and throw it in the rotation. We're about helping the independents. There's no major artist being played on this on, on this show. They got it. They got the budget for radio. We're about helping the next generation of stars. Most definitely. So uh, with that, I think we can go ahead and hit that outro, dog. Most definitely, man. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Spell yeah. five. Middleman. Yeah. Spell five. Oh. Follow me at Spell five on Twitter. Yeah. Uh. It's the talk of the town, man. It's so ill. We talking real news in the music business here. Take your opinion in the chat or you can call in. Hey, they be going in. Hey, they be going in. On them cats in the industry. No one more things, more cats don't see. Keep your ears to the ground and you will see. Most things ain't what they appear to be. Cut to the chase in the real McCoy. Telling you that they ain't gonna toy around with no issue. Shedding light on dark signals. Yes, and, and, and now they own live. APM is where you should plan to be on Thursday night. From the one felt vibe, uh, talk of the town and the show is going live, yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.